Welcome to the Rising Podcast. This is the podcast for ambitious souls to learn about astrology, as well as other intuitive tools such as numerology, human design, philosophy, and psychology, all to better understand yourself, others, and your surrounding environment. I'm your host, Vanessa Sophie. I'm a Western sidereal astrologer and business strategy coach. I'm on a mission to help spiritual leaders dive deep into themselves and rise to their ultimate potential to ensure that they are seen, heard, and recognized in their area of expertise. The Rising Podcast will teach you how to use these powerful tools for yourself and for your business so that you can rise as a leader and show up as the best version of yourself in both your personal and professional life. Thank you so much for being here. I'm super excited for you to dive in. Let's get started. Hello, friends. Before we get started onto the episode, I just want to make two small remarks. First of all, I noticed that I made a mistake when I talk about my Pisces moon around 17 minutes and 30 seconds. At some point, I refer to it and I say that the moon is in Aries, but I actually meant the moon is in Pisces. So there's a small mistake over here. And the other thing also is that there is a little bit of technical issues here and there. You'll you'll hear there's a little bit of um, noises with the microphone, so I do apologize for that. And thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the episode. Grand Rising, my friends, and welcome back to the Rising Podcast. I am super excited about this episode because it has been a while that I've been wanting to share the story of why and how I decided to switch my astrology practice from the tropical zodiac, which is what most Western astrologers use, to the sidereal zodiac, which is less known by most people. So today I'm finally sharing the whole story. I know a lot of people in my audience have been talking about this a lot, just asking questions, trying to understand, and also getting curious to finding out their chart in the sidereal and finding out how that is different than what they know in tropical. And also, I've heard a lot of people having resistance to switching their their chart from tropical to sidereal. So I'm here to just enlighten you a little bit more on that, share my personal story, and then from there, you know, everyone is free to make their own mind and their own decision on whether you prefer tropical or sidereal. I'm just here to share my own perspective and my own story. And I know it resonates with a lot of people, and I know some people prefer tropical, and that is totally okay as well. So just a little disclaimer before I get started, I do want to highlight that I'm not an expert into this, the history and the origins of either of the Zodiac. I've done my own research, and I've done enough research to understand the idea and where it comes from, but I'm not an expert. I know that it is very complex, there's so many layers to it, and there's lots of debates on that topic, and I'm definitely not the expert on the origins and all of that. The only thing that I know is the research that I've done enough to understand the idea of both the zodiacs, which ones uh, which one made the most sense to me, and then mostly I've been focused on the astrology side of things and how it works in my readings. I've tested both zodiacs with my clients, with my friends, with my family, with myself, and at the end of the day, really, Sadirel is the one that made the most sense to me. So we'll touch a little bit on the history and all of that, but 
I don't want to get too much into it because I don't want to be spreading false information. If you are curious to dive deeper into it, I'm sure that there's tons of information out there that you can find. And if you want some resources, you can also feel free to get in touch with me. Um, but I just want to highlight that I'm not the expert on that. And this is why I won't be going too deep into that sense. The first thing that I want to clarify is the different types of practices that we have in astrology. Most of what we know in the Western Hemisphere and in America is Western astrology. So this is what I use, this is what most astrologers in the, in, in the area use, and that is the practice that we do. It's different than if you know Vedic, this is mostly from India, and there's Chinese astrology, I mean there's tons of different types of astrology. What I mostly use is Western astrology, and this is what we'll be talking about today. The other thing is the zodiac that we use. So the two main ones are the tropical and the sidereal zodiac, which is what we're talking about today. And in Western Hemisphere, most likely what you know is the tropical zodiac. When you look out your when you look for your date of birth and your, the zodiac sign associated with it, it's the tropical zodiac most likely that you know. The tropical zodiac follows the seasons and the calendar. So it is synced with the calendar. So if you take the astrology new year, for example, it happens every year the same date, starting with Aries season, because Aries is the first sign of the zodiac, and it coincides with the spring equinox, the spring equinox which is around March 21st. And so every single year, that's the same date where Aries season starts and it follows the calendar so that each of the seasons, the calendar, the seasons of the calendar, fits with the cardinal signs of the zodiac. So for example, Cancer season will start at the same time of summer solstice. And then you have Libra season that will start at the same time of the fall equinox. And then... Capricorn season will start at the same time as winter solstice. So this is where the tropical zodiac will follow the seasons of the calendar. It is also an... the movements of the planet is also based on an algorithm that was incorporated, I believe, around 2000 years ago. And this is how they track the movement of the planets. So it is actually based on an algorithm and this is how they track the the movement of the planets. The difference with sidereal, the sidereal zodiac, is that it follows the true astronomical placements of the planets and where they are in relations to the fixed stars. So if you look up at the sky and you see where the planets actually are, you will see which zodiac sign they are currently located. And it is not exactly the same as the tropical zodiac, there's about a 25 degree difference between the two. So for example, that means that when we start the year at the, astro at the astrological new year on March 21st, where it's supposed to be zero degrees of Aries season, so that's where they say that the sun will be at zero degrees of Aries, if you use a GPS on your phone and you look at the position of the sun exactly in the sky, it would actually be in Pisces. And so this is where the difference between the two is interesting because you see that 
most people that think that they were born under the constellation of Aries actually are born under the constellation of Pisces. And that is the case for most of the zodiac signs. This is where your sign changes and is different. And the reason why it's delayed like that is because when the algorithm of the tropical zodiac was first um, invented and brought up and incorporated in astrology, it was timed. Like it was synced with where the position of the planets were at that time. But there's something called the precession of the equinoxes, where the Earth moves and the sky, the, the, the sky, the fixed stars will move around the Earth because of the axis that it's in. And so it doesn't move by a lot. It's about one degree every 72 years. But after 2000 years, well, there's a, a significant amount like 25 degrees, where it shifts all the signs by about one sign. So it shifts the zodiac by about one sign, and this is where there's now a significant amount of distance between the two, where it gets the two zodiacs in a way that it's it's confusing, because you could be a Gemini in tropical astrology, but actually a Taurus in sidereal astrology. So this is the main difference between the two. The tropical zodiac is based on the calendar and the seasons. The sidereal zodiac is based on the position of the planets in relations to the fixed stars. So it is the true astronomical movements of the planets rather than based on an algorithm. That is the difference between the two. Now, this is actually the first thing that I did when I first was introduced to the sidereal zodiac is research the history, research the source. This is something that I think is very important whenever you're questioning a practice or you're questioning an idea. The most important thing is to question the source and look into the source. And so it was first introduced to me by a mentor that had been doing astrology for about 20 years and he basically talked about the history of sidereal and read my chart in sidereal and at first like many people are going through there's a lot of ego and especially when you're like me and you're you've been an astrologer for um many years and studying that for many years having my chart read under a different perspective i was blown away and i was so attached to the idea of being a gemini i'm a gemini in tropical astrology I was so attached to the idea of being a Gemini that I had so much resistance and my ego was just stepping in and I was like, no, that's not true. So first reaction, I completely rejected it. But there was some part of the reading that really resonated with me in a way that I have not explored before. And so I knew that there was something there. So the first thing that I did was to go research the history of both tropical and the sidereal zodiac and really question which one made the most sense to me. And... As soon as I heard the story of Sidereal, I was like, there's something true true here. Like that really there's something that felt true to me, which I believe made more sense. And I was curious, and also the other thing that I was considering is that Vedic astrology, which is a very ancient astrology, also use the Sidereal Zodiac. And I've heard many incredible things about Vedic astrology. I unfortunately don't know much about it, but it's definitely something that I have the intention of exploring further because I do think that Vedic astrology has so much to it, more than Western. Like, Vedic astrology just have 
ways of practicing astrology that Western do not does not have. So that is the next direction that I'm going to. But as of right now, I don't know much about Vedic, but I do know that they use the sidereal zodiac, and that really spoke to me because I really know that there's something to that practice. So that's for me personally also something that played into that is that I really have lots of respect for Vedic astrology, and so I was curious to learn more about the sidereal zodiac. And so that's the first place that I went, is to just research the history and see which one spoke more to me, and so that's where I started to question. And then I could not... Obviously, I could not base this decision only on my own chart. So I had to go look into other charts. So I started pulling the chart of my closest friends, my family, my clients, and started evaluating the two and look into which one made the most sense. Because for me, there was many things that I did resonate with in my chart, but I still had some resistance because of the ego ego attached to it. And my reasoning was, well, I've always been told that I was a Gemini and I am very intellectual, very curious, very social, which are the characteristics of Gemini. And so in my sidereal chart, I didn't have any Gemini placements. And so I was so confused and trying to understand where do I get these characteristics from? And when I had my mentor explain to me my chart in sidereal, all these characteristics were explained differently. And as soon as it clicked, it actually made more sense the way that it was represented in my sidereal chart. So for example, I talked about I was highly intellectual. Well, my south node, which is the part of the chart that you've already mastered, where you come from, it's where you believe that you lived your past lives. My south node was in the ninth house of wisdom and higher education and astrology and knowledge. Like, all of that is in the ninth house. So it's like I've already mastered the ninth house. I've already mastered the wisdom and the intellectual aspect that I have from the Gemini. The other thing, too, was Gemini now moved to my 11th house, 11th house of groups of people, friendships, and Gemini is a highly social sign, so no wonder I have so many friends, because it's literally the way that I act with my friends is like a Gemini, and so that's where I get super social. The other thing as well is my North Node now was in Libra in the third house, and so again, it's this aspect of looking for relationships and not just like groups of people but also one-on-one relationships and that's something that I've always noticed for me. I'm a lot more focused on -on one-on-one relationships rather than groups of people. Even though I'm very social and I can do really well in groups of people, I prefer the one-on-one connections. And so that would be the Libra aspect and that's the North Node. This is what I'm seeking for in this lifetime. And also third house which is exploration of the mind and ideas and communication which is such a big theme in my life, is communication, that I thought was from Gemini, but now I'm realizing that it's literally part of my destiny to go towards that in the third house with my North Node. The other piece as well was my rising Leo. It's just been undeniable that I was a rising Leo. In tropical astrology, I would be a rising Virgo, but in sidereal astrology, I'm a rising Leo. And I've actually had so many times 
people ask me if I was a rising Leo. And <laughs> funny enough, I always have, ever since I was a teenager, like my hair has always been my biggest pride. Like I've always said, my biggest pride is my hair. My hair is always on point. I put so much effort and energy into it. And that is the main of the Leo. And so that was, you know, a few pieces like that that just kept on coming back to me. And then the biggest thing, obviously, was switching from being a Gemini to a Taurus. And at first I had so much resistance because I thought that Tauruses were just boring and stable and didn't do anything. And I was like, yeah, but I'm, I'm always doing lots of things and I'm super social and I, I'm not like that at all. Um, but really what I came to understand is that Tauruses are just extremely focused on something and they're very consistent. And when they're when they decide that they're going down a direction, there's nothing that can stand in their way. And so I was like, that's where it clicked for me. I was like, yes, that's me. That's thousand percent me. Taurus has strong boundaries and that has always been my case. And just considering how Taurus being a fixed sign, they struggle with change. And literally I was struggling with the change from being a Gemini to moving into a Taurus. And ironically enough, my friends were like, so are you saying that you're actually stubborn about being a, a Taurus? <laughs> and I guess I was. So, and funny enough, like there's so many things that came into place since then that just, that just spoke to me so deeply that I couldn't deny it anymore that I was a Taurus with a rising Leo and a Pisces moon. That's the other thing. The, the moving from an Aries moon to a Pisces moon was a drastic change because I always figured that I was extremely passionate and I was always like, I can be impatient, but in the sense that I get very excited about things. And Aries is a sign that is so aggressive that having an Aries moon, you would have such aggressive emotions and intense emotions. And even though I had that, it was not to the point of the Aries capacity. And although having a Pisces moon, you are very emotional. You are also very dreamy, very creative, very intuitive and kind of lost sometimes. And I've noticed more and more since I've paid it, started paying attention to my sidereal chart, how I can tend to, especially in vulnerable situations, if I get emotional, I can tend to get lost in my dreams and get lost in my thoughts. And even my emotions are a constant waves and sometimes I'm emotional and I don't even know why. And that's totally the moon in Aries. I thought back into my childhood as well and I was always daydreaming and very creative. So all of that is coming from the Pisces moon. And so, and those are just the main three things, you know, like I'm not even going into the rest of the chart, but so much of it made so much sense more and more than I was looking into it. And that was just my own chart. I had so many epiphanies looking at the charts of my family. Take my mom, for example, my mom was a Capricorn and my mom always said she was like, I don't really resonate with Capricorn. And she had strong Capricorn energy in her chart. And then as soon as I switched to sidereal, she became a Sagittarius. And even for me, I just realized how accurate it was for her because she was always loving the adventure and wanting to try something new and wanting to explore the world and wanting to travel. 
And as soon as I told my mom that she was a Sagittarius and I explained to her the difference and she just clicked with it right away and she was like, yes, that feels way more accurate than the Capricorn. So there's many things like that that I've started to pay attention to. And it really, it, it really, you know, started to get me to question. And so from there, I, I would say I struggled for about three to four weeks where I had to run through all the charts that I had in my database. And I had about a hundred charts and I don't know how many charts I questioned. I asked questions to my friends. I tested both charts with both tropical and sidereal without even telling people which one I was reading and I wanted them to get to give me some feedback into which one felt the most accurate for them and most of the time sidereal was more accurate and sometimes I had to try it a bit deeper because as I keep on telling everyone we have to consider the chart as a whole because a lot of people stop at the sun moon and rising and then they don't really resonate with it and they stop there but you have to consider the houses that it's in and the aspects that it's doing and just, you know, so many things that go into consideration when you look at a chart. And that's really what I had to do with my own chart and then with all the charts that I tested. And from there, it allowed me to go so much deeper. The two examples that I always love to give when I talk about these stories is the two people that are the closest to me. One of them being my roommate. My roommate was a triple Leo and in tropical. And, you know, most of our group of friends are really into astrology and, and we would be like, every time that people would find out that she's a triple Leo, people would be like, oh, wow, you must be the center of attention and you must be super dramatic and all the characteristics that people think that Leos are. Which, by the way, I don't think that <laughs> Leos are kind of like that. But, um... Yeah, so everyone always thought that she was supposed to be the center of attention and super dramatic and, and you know, the big proud Leo being a triple Leo. And she was not like that at all. And I remember her saying, like, I thought it was a bad Leo for not wanting to be the, t the center of attention. And when we actually switched her chart to sidereal, she became a triple Cancer and it could not have felt more accurate for her just from every single aspect of it and even from you know cancer being a water sign we were joking about her taking like a bath every single day at how much she loves to be in water and just that explained everything <laughs> from switching from leo to cancer and just at how caring she is and how emotional she can get just from caring about other people. So uh, that was one of the best example. uh, examples that really spoke to me. The other one is another person that is very close to me. His chart from tropical to sidereal, ironically enough, became my own chart. All the personal planets were the same. So I had, in, in Tropical, my chart was Sun Gemini, Rising Virgo, Aries Moon, and then other planets that became his sidereal chart. So he was a Cancer, Rising Libra, Taurus Moon in Tropical Astrology, and then became his Sun Gemini, Rising Virgo, Aries Moon, 
in sidereal astrology. And so to me, that was a great point of reference to evaluate the two different charts and see which one of us actually feels more like a Gemini, which one of us feels actually more like a rising Virgo, and which one of us has an Aries moon. And I saw a drastic difference between the two where it was a lot more accurate for him. And from there, it was kind of the, the, the time where it, it just clicked. So that was another piece that really spoke to me to see the difference between between the two and which one actually felt more accurate. And so that on top of all the other research that I did and all the other tests that I did with tons of people in my life, that's really where I just decided that sidereal felt true to me. After that, as soon as I decided to make the switch and I started announcing to the public that I was switching to sidereal, I had tons of different responses and I must say a lot of people decided to also change to sidereal, so suddenly people were associating with their sidereal chart and just clicked with them. And for myself, I must say, it really unblocked so many doors in my practice. Since I've made the switch, there are things that I've been able to understand that never made sense before. Even in my own chart, there's so many places in my own chart that I never looked at because I never understood it that suddenly made sense inside the world. And it's really allowed me to dive so much deeper into my practice because of that. So it has been really incredible for that. And I must say, I've also started to pay attention to the way that we see the 12 zodiac signs. So the way that we see Leos, the way that we see Geminis, the way that we see Libras. And I've noticed the influence of the tropical zodiac. So a lot of the times people associate with a certain characteristics and think that it's because they're Scorpios that they're supposed to be this way. But actually 90% of Scorpios that we know are actually Libra. And so they carry this influence of the Libra that we think is Scorpios, but it's actually not. <laughs> and so that has been really interesting for me. And it also has helped me see the signs for what they truly are. And it is a lot more obvious now for me to be able to spot a Gemini or to spot a true Leo or a true Taurus. And it has shifted the way that I see the signs. And from here, I must say, it's been really mind-blowing to see, to see the difference and to see a little bit of the influence on the signs that we've conditioned over the years. So... That, just by itself, has been an incredible experience, and I feel like my astrology practice has exponentially grown just from making that change. So that's also part of why switching to sidereal has been an incredible, an incredible story, because it's forced me to see things differently, and I feel like it unblocked so many doors. And I must say it's been a pretty incredible experience. I've been talking to so many people, so many people have reached out that when they switched to sidereal, there's something that really clicked in them where they started to feel differently about themselves. And, you know, the main thing that I would say is that a lot of people f stay stuck in their ego and think that 
because their chart changes or because their sign changes, it changes themselves. And that is not true. You're still the same person. Like that, there's nothing about you that changes. It's just a different perspective of how you see yourself. And the way that you choose to see yourself is up to you. There's people that I know that have decided that they want to stick to, to their tropical chart, and that is totally fine. If that's how you see yourself, then that's fine. But I've seen a lot of people that have awakened to their sidereal chart, and suddenly it's like everything made sense. Suddenly it's like they realize that they've been conditioned into thinking that they were supposed to be a certain way, but that they're actually not. Like, I've heard a story of someone that was a tropical Sagittarius thinking that they're supposed to love the adventure and to be super social and to love to party and all of that, but actually they're a tropical, uh, they're a sidereal Scorpio. And Scorpio is a lot more private. It kind of wants to be in its own world and it's it's very fixed. Um, so they're not as much about the... Even though they can still have a sense of exploration, Scorpio naturally just prefers to be fixed. And so this person just had this great awakening that they've been trying to fit in as a, as a Sagittarius, but actually they're, they're, they're not like that. And I've heard just my roommate trying to be a Leo and trying to feel like she's supposed to be the center of attention and that she must not be a good Leo because, you know, there must be something wrong with her because she's not able to be the center of attention where she's actually a Cancer. And she just wants to love and nurture and care for people around her. Like, that is such a different energy. And I've heard tons of stories like that. So that was the beautiful part of it, is that it allows it allowed people to see themselves under a different perspective. And if you want to adapt to it, then great. And it just helps you understand yourself in a different way. And that's really what I believe sidereal is here to provide. Now, I know that there's lots of debates in the astrology community, tropical versus sidereal. It's been a, a debate for many years. It's not the first time that it's being brought up. And yeah, a lot of people have been asking me, you know, why so many people resonate with their tropical chart and why do people resonate with their sidereal chart? What I've come to understand in my own perspective on that is that it seems like there's still some truth to tropical. And personally, I found that it is more representative of the ego. And I've even read somewhere a quote from Dr. William Miller. He says, your tropical chart is what the world wanted from you, but your sidereal chart is what you want from the world. So what I've come to understand, and from my own perspective as well, it seems to me like tropical is a lot more associated with the ego and a sidereal chart is more associated with your ascension as a soul. And when you step into consciousness, that's when your sidereal chart really makes sense. That has been my experience and that has been something that I've read from many astrologers in the community that has come to the same realization. Also, another question I've heard a lot is why is there so many, so few people that are choosing sidereal? Like, why does most, the majority of the population don't know about sidereal or just don't really 
subscribe to it and majority in the western hemisphere anyway is using tropical and i have my own perspective on that from what i know it seems like tropical has been implemented about 2000 years ago and it became really popular in western in the western hemisphere and at some point it seems like it became the astrology by default and i'm not sure exactly when that started happening but from my understanding out of history it seems like it took a really long time before tropical actually started picking up and then eventually it just became the astrology by default and when that happens i'm noticing that a lot of people are using tropical without really questioning why without really knowing that there's another zodiac that they can consider and it just seems like it's being passed on like this and majority of people are just not questioning it majority of people may not even know about sidereal think about yourself if you're listening to the to this podcast maybe you've had an interest in astrology before and thought about your tropical sign and your tropical chart because that's what you've been introduced to because it was there by default without even knowing that there was another possibility out there and then you started looking at your sidereal chart and now you're questioning maybe there's something else that actually makes more sense so that has been my observation and i've seen the same thing happen with the house systems that you can use in astrology as well the system by default is placidus and a lot of people use placidus without even knowing why without even questioning is this the one that makes the most sense without having even tested anything else and that was me a couple of months ago even a year ago i was already starting to question whether or not i wanted to use placidus in my astrology in in my astrology practice and i started discovering whole sign house and i started investigating whole sign house where does it come from again i did the same thing <laughs> what is the source where does it come from how has it been implemented and actually i found out that whole sign house was how astrology was first introduced with was with whole sign house like it's ancient astrology and and same thing for sidereal actually you know because back in the days like they were tracking the planets with where they were in relation to the fixed stars and not with the calendar because the calendar didn't exist <laughs> so always questioning the source that's the same thing that i did and then realized that most people use placidus without really knowing why or without having questioned it or without having tested any other practice and are still using it today because that's what their mentor passed on to them or because that's what they've always known and personally I've I found that as soon as I switched to whole sign house again many things started to make sense so that's where I've made the switch so it seems like it has been the same thing with tropical and sidereal I do know that I do know that there's a lot of astrologers that have actually tested both sidereal and tropical and have chosen to stay with tropical and if that's the case then great although I do think that for you to be a great astrologer you do need to question and test different practices and this is why I was open to trying out different possibilities even if i had some resistance to it at first just to see do i decide to accept it or reject it 
And I'm telling you, actually, the first three weeks, I decided to reject it. Until I continued to question and eventually it makes sense. And I started opening up my mind and decided to make the switch after three or four weeks. So if, yeah, if someone has really gone in depth and tried the two and still decides to stick with, with Tropical, perfect, amazing, good for you. <laughs> but for you to be a great astrologer, and that is valid not just for astrology, but for many things in life. We always have to question everything that we do and test out other possibilities and see if that makes sense. And if it doesn't, then great, reject it. But at least you've tried. At least you've opened up your mind. But it's not benefiting anyone if you just keep on doing things because that's always how it's been done or because that's the one by default. And that is... Anyway, I'm going into, you know, philosophy here. But that is... Um, a big problem that I think we face nowadays is that we don't question enough. And that is part of how we grow, is when we open ourselves up to other possibilities and not just, you know, I'm doing this this way because that's how it's always been done. So that is my own perspective on that. And in a nutshell, the story of how and why I switched my astrology practice from the tropical zodiac to the sidereal zodiac. And I must tell you, since I've made the switch, I cannot didn't I cannot go back. I just I can't unsee it anymore. There's there's no way that I can go back to tropical because I see such a drastic difference. And to me tropical just feels inaccurate now. For for me personally. Like I just I look at my tropical chart and it does not feel like me. So it's been really interesting. And yeah, it has opened up so much that there's just... It's undeniable for me now that Sidereal is really the one that I prefer to work with. And I'm so happy to be sharing this with you today. And from there, I know that there's lots of people that have been struggling with, you know, seeing their chart in the Sidereal Zodiac. Maybe there's still ego attached to it and I thousand percent relate to it because this was me as well. So I've been super happy to have conversations with people and for anyone who's curious to know about their sidereal chart, you can book a reading with me and we can dive into that. So it really is enlightening when you look at the chart as a whole. And so this is what I want to finish on, is that most people, when they switch to the sidereal zodiac, you know, most people only know about the sun, moon and rising. And so that's where they stop. And they look at their sun, moon, and rising, and they're like, oh, no, this doesn't feel accurate for me. I'm, I'm not going to, and, you know, <laughs> then how does that feel accurate? You know, because you've read the description on what you've Googled. Uh, that, is not, that is not enough. That is not enough. Astrology is so much deeper than that. You always have to look at the chart as a whole. And so working with an astrologer who can look at the whole chart with you can provide so much more insights than just stopping at the sun, moon, and rising. Because at first, for me, stopping at my sun, moon, and rising didn't make any sense. But it's only when I started to look into what my sun in the 10th house meant, what my south node in the ninth house meant, what my ascendant conjunct Mars meant, um, what different aspects that they were in my chart that I didn't see before because I was not sure how to understand them. And then suddenly, in Sidereal Zodiac, it made more sense. So 
this is where you can't stop at just your sun sign and even at your sun, moon, and rising because there's so much more to it. So this is where I encourage people, like if you if you don't know how to look at the chart yourself and, and you want to know more about this, then book a reading with an astrologer. Because really the importance of the, the depth that you can go in your chart is is incredible. Like there's there's no limits to how far you can go with with a birth chart. Really, there's so much information in there that you can't even imagine. And even myself, I keep on learning about my own chart every single day. So on that note, I invite you to reach out if you have any questions, if you're curious to learn more, if you want to have any resources on how to learn more about this, feel free to get in touch with me. It's always my pleasure. You can book a reading with me on my website at uh, stellarvanessa.com and the links will be in the show notes as well. You can subscribe to become a Patreon and get your horoscopes, get more insights on the astrology transits and how you can use them in your business. And I also offer monthly workshops where you can learn more about a specific topic in astrology. We do live Q and A's where you can literally ask me any question about your chart and I answer them for you on the spot. So it's a great way for you to get astrology insights at a decent amount. And yeah, I'm always happy to chat and answer astrology questions. I literally love to connect with people. I mean, that's my North Node in Libra (laughs) that is craving for connection and also Gemini in the 11th house as I talked about before. So yeah, thank you so much for listening. I hope that this was insightful and that you are able to understand a little bit better what the difference between tropical and sidereal make um, means and that it provides clarity onto how to read your own chart as well. So I wish you a wonderful rest of your day wherever and whenever you are listening to this. And I'm sending you so much love and I can't wait to talk to you in the next episodes.